Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, Laura on track for a southwest Louisiana landfall tomorrow overnight as a significant hurricane. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's Daily Bolt. So as we mentioned uh, the other uh, podcast, like last night's podcast or in the afternoon, uh, Marco is no longer really worth discussing. It has degenerated uh, below tropical depression status and is just kind of falling apart and providing some rain and thunderstorms for western Louisiana and east Texas at the present time. So our attention turns to the only remaining significant tropical storm in the Atlantic, in fact the only one at all, and that is what is now Hurricane Laura. Also, as we said yesterday, we anticipated that Laura would become a hurricane. Uh, it actually took a little longer to happen uh, than anticipated. Uh, it did not happen until early this morning, uh, earlier today, over the uh, south-central Gulf of Mexico. But since then, Laura has been steadily strengthening, although it's not strengthening super rapidly. Uh, currently... Mara is still a Category 1 hurricane uh, as of 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, and uh, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Laura's maximum sustained winds were 85 miles per hour. That makes it a stronger hurricane than Marco ever became. Uh, it is moving to the west-northwest at about 17 miles per hour. It is expected to start making a bit more of a turn to the northwest uh, over the next uh, 12 hours uh, to 18 hours or so. At the same time, it's going to be strengthening. Uh, con continuing to strengthen, it will uh, strengthen into Category 2 status probably sometime before tomorrow afternoon and continue strengthening from there. It is in an environment much like Marco, although it is now tracking west of Marco's track, so it is not dealing with uh, the same degree of churned up uh, cooler water from beneath the surface that it might be if it was more closely following Marco's track. It has uh, tracked already a little bit westward of where Marco was in the Gulf of Mexico. Granted, it's not too far west, but it will be moving into an area that hasn't uh, had a lot of tropical cyclone activity over the last uh, few weeks. The sea surface temperatures are warm. The wind shear has uh, dropped off in the central Gulf of Mexico, uh, and it, it will p tend to pick up again a little bit once uh, Marco reaches the uh, Louisiana-Texas coastal area that it's expected to make a landfall in. While it's, it's on its track over the next uh, 18 hours or so, uh, the current expectation is for Marco to make landfall roughly around 1 a.m. Thursday, very near the uh, coastal border of Texas and Louisiana. There are hurricane warnings already up in place for the east, southeast Texas coast, uh, and uh, also the uh, southwestern Louisiana coast. This includes the Houston metropolitan area, and uh, those will stay in place until Laura passes by uh, during the uh, morning and afternoon hours, on, early afternoon hours on Thursday. 
Uh, it is possible Laura will slow down or speed up just a little bit uh, as it makes a rather lengthy turn. Uh, as I said, it's moving to the west-northwest right now. Uh, it's expected to make a northwest turn, and then by the time it gets to the coast, be moving almost directly due north along the Texas-Louisiana border uh, for a good 12 to 15 hours or so. Mara is expected to strengthen to just barely make major hurricane or Category 3 status with winds of about 115 miles per hour just before landfall. That makes Marco a fairly dangerous hurricane uh, as far as the coastal areas of Louisiana and Texas go. It is forecast to pass, in terms of its center, to the east of the Houston metropolitan area, which means Houston will probably be spared the worst of the winds and the worst of the storm surge flooding. Instead, uh, the Louisiana coast will get the bulk of that. And uh, that is especially true given what we see in terms of the structure of the storm. In the Daily Bold podcast group, I am putting up a two-hour loop of the infrared imagery uh, for uh, Hurricane Laura. And ending roughly about uh, 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Pacific time in terms of the end of that loop. But you can see the swirl of clouds. It's not uh, a, an entirely classic hurricane structure. The northern and the eastern semicircles look very much like most hurricanes do, with bands of uh, higher clouds, colder clouds, thunderstorms feeding the uh, center of the hurricane circulation. But uh, you'll notice there is an area where the uh, infrared imagery drops off from a, a very bright uh, black-red color to white and then to a very kind of dull gray. And that indicates very low cloud cover or none at all, signifying a relatively dry air mass. Right now, this dry air mass is the, probably the main break on Mara intensifying faster than it is expected to. And this dry air looks like it's going to sit over the western Gulf of Mexico uh, that Mara is starting to slowly move into and the, the north-central part of the Gulf of Mexico for much at least of the next 12 hours. So this is going to be a break on how fast Laura develops. It will probably keep uh, the hurricane from getting very much above nominal Category 3 status. And then once it moves ashore, there actually may be a little bit more moisture for it to work with. You can see a band of clouds moving from uh, the northeast part of Mexico through East Texas right now, and that may actually help the system uh, take a little bit longer to spin down to tropical storm status. That might be normally the case. And it will be probably at least a good 12 to 15 hours that Mara remains a hurricane while moving through the Texas-Louisiana border region. So definitely some significant impacts uh, through both extreme East Texas and a good chunk of Louisiana. The storm is then expected to start to get caught up in the westerlies, which is very typical uh, for hurricanes this time of year once they get much farther north than about 35 degrees north latitude. And they will be picked up by the westerlies, steered rapidly to the east, and affect... 
uh, the mid-Mississippi Valley, the Tennessee Valley, and the mid-Atlantic states before heading out to sea sometime during uh, the late afternoon evening hours on Sunday. So that is the current expectation for Laura. Uh, in terms of, of impacts to the U.S., this particular storm will probably cause more impacts in terms of area affected than any storm we've seen so far this season. So this is certainly worth uh, keeping an eye on if you are anywhere in the cone of the potential tracks. Uh, the graphic from the Hurricane Center I'm also putting up in the podcast group with the satellite loop. Uh, if you are in that path, you should uh, keep an eye on what's going on, uh, even in terms of the Tennessee Valley and the Mid-Atlantic, because it could be still a significant rainmaker for you, and you have had a significant amount of rain in parts of the uh, Mid-Atlantic and uh, Piedmont areas of Virginia in particular uh, the last uh, several weeks. Uh, we'll bring you more on Mara as we keep going through the rest of the week uh, and some other stories as well. For now, I'm Dr. Jeff Tilley. This is the Daily Bolt. Thanks for listening. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, and stay safe.